Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Ned. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Cannibal the Musical, which came out in 1993 and was uh, starring Trey Parker, Deanne Baher, and a bunch of people that I've never heard of otherwise. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I'm not going to go through the whole cast like we normally do. Right. Um, this was a, this is a deep cut of a movie. Um, sure. It was directed, is. written. It was directed by Trey Parker, written by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. So um, it's a, a live action musical by the creators of South Park. Um, and I believe it was backed by Troma, if I remember correctly. They um, backed it and distributed it. Yeah. Right. So it's it's definitely a deep cut. Um but uh, yeah, it was enough of a cut that I wanted you to watch it. So that being said, what did you think of it, Ned? So this movie, like, it wasn't on my radar at all. Um, I'm a pretty big uh, South Park fan. So uh, I was definitely familiar with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Uh, I've seen, you know, Basketball, Orgasmo, um, the puppet movie, which is Escaping Me, Team America. Fuck yeah, type thing. Um, but this movie, which, you know, it was, I guess, created in 93, but it wasn't distributed until 96. This is actually Trey Parker's first feature-length film. And Rex. he did it while he was in college. Um, which, there's also rumors, apparently, around this that people failed out of college because of this movie, and devoting time to making it. Uh, but that seemed to oh. at least not be true for Trey Parker. So interesting. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that that bit of um, trivia. Interesting. Yeah. And I guess like uh, in one of his like film classes, uh, it all started with this, like, I guess, teaser trailer type thing. And they were able to raise one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars to actually make the movie so still very low budget but um they were able to pull enough money together to actually make the movie and this alfred packer guy um is apparently a a real person um and it's based on him being out in a mining crew and reverting to cannibalism to survive um so it's loosely based off that, obviously, and then it kind of takes a comedic slash musical spin on that. And I'll tell you what, Joe, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought you. I would. know, <laughs> I know it's low budget, um, but there's a lot of really good stuff in here for it being low budget. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely lean into the low budgetness mm-hmm. of it too, yeah. which I think makes it okay. Right. Um, because there's there's a lot like the musical numbers in this movie. They're fantastic. That's all I'm opinion. asking for. That's all he's asking for. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, even like a precursor to do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's build a snowman. We can make them our best friend. Yep. <clears throat> They're so catchy. Uh, good, I mean, you're welcome. These these are going to be stuck in your head for years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, the way I came across this movie was through. Uh, some friends of mine, um, friends that you know, so uh, Kevin and Todd. Right. And uh, we watched it at, at Kevin's house the one time. And ever since then, like, it's not uncommon for us to, like, 
quote this movie. There's there's so much quotable in mm-hmm. this movie because it's so ridiculous. Well, even the part where like he's like, "You're the butcher," and he starts cutting into him. He's like, "Hey, I didn't ask for any butt." He's like, "Well, what do you want?" Well, anything but the butt. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's got a lot of good stuff. Plus, like as I said, like being a South Park fan, there's definitely like um, Parker. I think filmed a lot of this stuff, but then he dubbed his voice in over top of a lot of parts. Yes. Yes. So you hear yep. Cartman's voice in here. You hear Mr. Garrison. You hear like all the different voices that you're familiar with. The South Park are in this movie. Yeah, there's there's even certain musical numbers where uh, the actors are, are lip syncing and it's mm-hmm. clearly Trey Parker singing for them. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's so good. Yeah. yeah the Cartman. I was going to ask you about the Cartman part where they're. I think they're just finishing a number. Is it? Is it the number about hang the bastard, hang him high? I think uh, the Cartman voice makes an appearance uh, after I think they are arguing, and then it cuts to the general store in the in town. That's it, and you can hear Cartman singing one of the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 so good. I love I love as well their use of reoccurring jokes, mm-hmm. um, like Fudge Packer. Yeah. <laughs> They use that one to death. Uh, the, I think one of my favorite gags is when Alfred Packer kills Swan, mm-hmm. uh, the preacher guy, mm-hmm. and he keeps coming back to life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then and then like so like for you who haven't watched it, and I, and I highly recommend you watch this is if you can tell from my excitement is, uh, you know, he stabs he stabs this guy in the face because he's he's gonna kill him or he was gonna be killed. Mm-hmm. And stabs him in the face, he dies. And then next thing he know, it like cuts away and he's back up and he's got the thing sticking out of his eye. And then he, he cuts him with a butcher knife in the face and the and the knife and the sticker in his in his face. And he falls over dead. And then there's a scene of him like not trusting that he's dead. And then he comes back to life again and then he kills him with a pickaxe. Mm-hmm. And then it's over. And then at the very end of the movie. Yep. He's back again. <laughs> it's so it's so good. That was good. And then like even like, OK, so I guess I have to go back to the beginning. Like they kind of try to promote this movie as like a republishing of a movie from 1954. And it talks about right. how like the most violent stuff is cut from this film. And the opening scene is kind of shot mostly in black and white, but they use that color highlighting to really show off the reds and uh, people in the movie. And it's pretty violent. And I think this is where a majority of their funding went was to the effects and practical effects in this scene. Yeah, I believe it. Which ultimately is just the interpretation of the prosecutor at the trial. And this is what he's explaining to people that are, you know, the jurors and audience. So, yep, that I thought yeah, was hilarious. They, and then even at the very end of the movie, like, there's a warning that says uh, young children should not have watched this movie after right. <laughs> the movie. Yeah, it's it's so good, dude. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you what do you think about the Japanese Indians? Um, You know, I thought it was interesting. I actually think it's based on an actual tribe. Um, so it's kind of got some historical accuracy to it. Okay. Yeah. See, I just took it as them putting us like a, taking one stereotype of 
this is what Native American people were like then. But then mm. putting in like Japanese people in that role, like the the samurai. Uh, I think and, they were kind of going for that. And like, I think for a broader audience, that's kind of how it would be taken. Um, but there's also other elements in here. Like, I think this originally was going to be called um, Alfred Parker, the musical. But um, the one exec at Troma, um, Lloyd Kaufman, advised that, like, you know, not a lot of people know who Alfred Packer is. So they went with the cannibal marketing aspect of it. Right. Which yeah, I think the, was a smart uh, move. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the, uh, the whole Japanese Indians thing to me, uh, mm -hmm. just to bring that back, is <laughs> hilarious as well. Um, whoever, whoever they hired in to be the chief. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. He's, he does such a good job. Cause he's, yeah. he's like, he's, he's kind of running a balance of like the silly goofy guy, but also like, uh, very, very knowledgeable in what he's doing. Right. Um, but since his English is so bad, he just uses like certain words. And it's hilarious. So, like, oh, you and other assholes like yourselves. Yep. <laughs> I, I freaking love that. Yeah. What other assholes? <laughs> um, or or the part where uh, um, George is hitting on that that one uh, female Indian. Mm -hmm. And he's yep, like yep, telling yep. her, telling her his life story. That's very interesting. <laughs> that you is very interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So oh my, my understanding, um, the people they got to play the Indians were actually um, exchange students that were attending the college that Trey was at and Matt Stone. So I believe that because like I, knowing knowing Trey Parker in college had the theatrical mm -hmm. um, presence, I felt like a lot of this was almost like it felt it felt like a student body production. Mm -hmm. um, mixed with a little bit of like a local theater troupe yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it, it, when I when I would see new characters coming in, I was I was thinking in my mind, like, all right, where did they get these guys? And that's I, I'm, it's funny that that's how they got those Indians is that's that's what my brain told me was I bet you they got like the foreign exchange students <laughs> mm -hmm. to do it. Yep, they did. So, yeah, I thought um there's a lot of like really decent story elements here too and then i guess um parker also draw a little bit from his own life where the horse leanne was um portrayed or named that way because of his fiance that uh, that never worked out i guess so when they kind of are harping on the fact that she's gone and left you um it's talking about her oh that's yeah. interesting. Oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yes. And then, of course, I I love the lucky Larry. <laughs> he was struck by lightning. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Is he going to be OK? <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. There's it, there's so much like the use of spadoinkel. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Like, they, they clearly you're like, what's the weirdest word we can make up? Spadoinkel. Yeah. Oh, and um, they also have like the Friday 13th element in here. You're doomed. Yeah. You're doomed. You're all doomed. <laughs> Dude, oh, dude! One of my favorite parts of this movie, and it's such a short, short scene, is the Cyclops in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Are you looking at my eye? And that <laughs> like pus the blood, yeah. spurting out of it. Yep. <laughs> oh, they start screaming. Are you looking at my eye? No, no. <laughs> oh, so good. And he was singing Dixieland, and mm -hmm. yep. He's like, well, you're not you stupid, southern. You. 
You ain't Southern boys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also other references that kind of carried forward uh, for Matt Stone and Trey Parker is Book of Mormon was in here. Um, it's true. Feeds into the musical theater yeah. stuff. So yeah, I think they bring it up with the Indians, right? Like, um, where are you from? Or was it the Indians? They're like, uh, where are you from? And he holds up a Mormon Bible and he's like, we're from Utah. <laughs> it was either that or when they first met the trappers. And I think the that maybe that was it. Trapper minor debacle. I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> the song, the trapper song. Uh huh. The part when they go yo ho, and that third guy is so off off tune. I love mm-hmm. it. Yep. Oh, it's so good. <clears throat> I had a lot of fun with that movie. I mean, Grant, I don't see it as a cinematic masterpiece, but for someone's first film being low budget, like there's so much good stuff. And then obviously it just kickstarted his whole career into things. So yeah, if there's if there's ever been a uh an early inkling from somebody that somebody was gonna be like like gonna make it big, right? Mm-hmm. This is Cannibal the Music is, Musical is Trey Parker, uh, like masterpiece. Like that's it, a lot of the jokes and stuff are just so dead on with the same kind of humor that South Park has. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah, um, and it still holds up too, in a yeah. lot of cases. Yeah, when I was when I was watching it, the uh, the part where they started singing about that's all I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. I, I held my phone up, recorded it, and sent it to Kevin and Todd because I was like, they're gonna love to see this again. Nice. Um, yeah, it's just, oh, it's, it, it's, I mean, I, I guess I had the nostalgia of it deep in me, um, mm-hmm. but also just watching it again, like, I loved it. Yeah, well, I think, I think I, the only part I didn't like, yeah. and it's not that I don't like, it's just it doesn't fit the movie, is the part where um, the reporter lady is mm-hmm. singing about how she's in love with Trey Parker. There's, like, yeah. nothing funny about it. It's, like, it's actually, like, their attempt, I think, at, a, like, a, an actual, like, musical number. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it to me it falls flat, but the rest of the movie makes up for it like well over. Agreed, and and that's the thing is like I don't know, I don't think I'm obviously I haven't seen this movie, so I'm not completely nostalgic. But obviously I've seen Parker and Stone's other work, so that obviously has some influence on me in this movie. I still feel that this movie is worth a watch, um, just based on like the comedy aspect of this film. Right. So Ned, I don't know if you noticed at all, but I, I picked up a lot on like some of the like Western theming and, and jokes mm-hmm. um, between Blazing Saddles and this movie kind of felt a little bit of like um, specifically around like towards the end where they're getting ready to hang them. And they're, they're doing that whole like dance number and it kind of involves the whole town and, mm-hmm. and shows like how they're all singing. Just, it kind of is reminiscent to me of blazing saddles. I, I can um, get that. Um, I also had a little bit like, I don't know, just the fact that it's kind of pretty low budget. It had, I don't know, like for me, Monty Python, like absolutely hilarious, but not always the greatest production quality. Right. It kind of had like that little bit of a feel to it for me. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I yeah, I, I laughed when you said that this is like a low budget movie because it, mm-hmm. it clearly was. Um, oh, yeah. 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 But damn, I, I think I think we're just going to keep spinning our wheels here unless you have anything else of interest to add. Um, I really don't like there's not a lot of meat 
well, that's not true. There's plenty of dead people. Um, but <laughs> there isn't a lot of philosophical type things with this movie. Uh, it is what it is. It's trying to be funny based off a real event. And it includes some decent music. Um, so honestly, it just it reminds me of like what they were able to do with South Park the movie and South Park in general. Yeah. Yep. I, I think I think you and I are on the same page as far as as liking this movie. But let's let's hear what you uh what you want to score it out of five. So I actually kinda of went back and forth. Um I started off with kind of a three out of five, but I think I ended up settling on a 3.5 out of five. So okay, while it's middle tier for me, I still feel it's worth a watch and a very solid film, especially for someone's first full feature. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that's, that's better than I, I originally thought. When I, when I recommended this movie to you, I was like, uh, you, he's either going to love it or he's going to hate it. One mm-hmm. of the two. Um, I'm glad you ended up on the side of, of loving it. So that's yeah. good. Um, I myself, I'm going to give this a four, out, four and a half out of five. Okay. And the reason for that is this is a movie that comes up for me uh, at least every five years. I give it another watch. Mm-hmm. Um, do you own it? And I, I do now. I used to own it on DVD. I lost it. I don't know what happened to it. Um, but yeah, I now own it digitally. Because uh, I know Amazon. it was hard for me to track down and I was able to rent it from Amazon, but, um, yeah, I ended up buying it on Amazon. Okay. Um, but yeah, I used to have a DVD, I lost it and I was happy to find it online because for the longest time you couldn't find it anywhere online except for like, uh, questionable websites that sold, I think ripped copies of DVDs. Right. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a definitely a four and a half out of five for me. You know, the only reason I, I think I dock a half a point is that musical number with the, mm-hmm. with the reporter falls flat for me. And then, there are certain spots where the audio mixing is so bad that it kind of kind of takes yeah. me away out of it a little bit. Yeah. Just like, I mean, there are things like in here, too, that are definitely faulty. Um, like, I think there's one scene where I even think I heard uh, Trey Parker say cut. And then there's one part where one of the Indians says this movie's going to suck or something like that. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that stuff. That's yeah. Funny. There's stuff like that in there, of course. Um now, one of the things, like, you were also, um, I guess, hyping this film up, you mentioned the trauma aspect of it, which I think this is probably the second trauma film I've ever seen, which the only other one I've seen is Toxic Avenger. Okay. So I don't yeah, know I've, how I've many... Seen more than I, I, I've seen more than I'd like to admit, and yeah. a lot of it comes from, I have, a, I have a friend who's, if you go to his house, it looks like he's got a blockbuster in his mm-hmm. house. Um, he owns a ton of movies and he really likes trauma stuff. And that a lot of their movies are just shock value for the sake of shock value. Right. Um, but I feel like toxic Avenger and this movie kind of don't fit that trauma theme a hundred percent. Um, I, I think those, those two movies I could watch and, and question where they're from, but there's ones like Tromia and Juliet and, um, I'm trying to remember, uh, there's a poultry, poultry geist. Um, is another one I've seen. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. So bad. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is Night my, of the I'd Chicken be curious Dead. To see. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd be curious to see if this is like one of Troma's like better, um, better sellers or, or, or where, it, where it lands. Yeah, I don't know if they have that information posted anywhere, but eh, 
be kind of interesting to check out. Yeah. So Ned, that was, uh, again, my recommendation. So I think we're going to throw it back to you and let you recommend the next. Yeah. Um, so we're getting pretty close to that, uh, Halloween time frame. So I, I feel we should kind of steer towards a scarier movie. Um, so how about we go with the thing? Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's one that's been on my, uh, to watch list that I've, I've never gotten around to. And honestly, um, it's, it's great. It's got one of the, like probably the best practical effects for its time. Um, and I respect it so much just for that alone. Okay. Yeah. I, I know a little bit about it. I, I know it's something about like a mystery alien, I think, or maybe alien disease or something uh, that's going back and forth between people. But that's, that's about all I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason I know any of that is just from our mutual friend Lee, um, right. because this is one of his like favorite movies. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested and in, uh, I'm ready to watch it for sure. Very nice. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at to the movies pod. And thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for, yeah. Thanks for uh, letting me drag you to this movie. Yeah. Thank you. Bye everybody. Bye-bye.